and the time we use spending putting out these fires, like think about it from a superintendent perspective. Like we spend so much time putting out fires. Uh, right now, we believe that this time is proactively communicating to all stakeholders within our organization. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Today, we are continuing our new interview series featuring leaders who will present at our upcoming annual leadership K-12 conference, What's Right in Education. Last week, I spoke with Sean Dorsey, the superintendent of Sand Creek Zone 49 in episode 205. You can get to know more of our speakers, view the agenda, and register at studereducation.com slash events. We hope to virtually see you there. This week, I've invited another bold leader who will be joining us at the conference, Estacada School District Superintendent Ryan Carpenter, who has joined us on the podcast before. You can hear his other interviews in episodes 97, 98, and 181. For those of you who haven't yet met or heard from Ryan, he is an Oregon native who joined the Estacada team as a social studies teacher and baseball coach in the fall of 2009. Ryan became the superintendent in 2017 and has a vast array of experience and honors in his career in public education, serving as a superintendent, high school principal, vice principal, athletic director, teacher, and coach. He was also named the 2016 Oregon Future Business Leaders of America Principal of the Year. Ryan is a hands-on leader who regularly visits classrooms, athletic events, music performances, and community events. He also provides exceptional communication and messages to the educated community, which is what we're going to discuss today. Thank you. So Ryan, welcome back to our show today. I'm, I'm so excited about this podcast. I appreciate Kathy sharing your videos with us and you doing the same. And I just had to had to keep put you back on to share with our listeners some of the great work that you're doing. So, so excited about you being with us today. Oh, thank you, Janet, for having me back on again. Uh, I'm an avid listener to this podcast, and I always gain so much from the expertise that's a part of this podcast. So it truly is an honor just to be back here again. And I hope that our conversation today can continue to move this great work forward. That sounds wonderful. So let's get started, Ryan. You know, as a superintendent, you have a a really unique approach with your communication methods. You've heard me say, you know, I don't know of anyone else across the country that I'm connected with that's doing the communication components like you are. So why do you think it's important for you to communicate with your community in a, in a variety of ways? Well, as we all know, communication is an essential service. And as our school district makes a commitment to providing quality service to our families, our employees, you know, we have to stay laser focused on being innovative and in how we want to communicate with our stakeholders. I mean, right now, across the country, there is so much happening in public schools from the typical start of school procedures, the ever-changing procedures and protocols regarding safety and health 
And Estacada is a school district working very hard at intentionally sharing our wins and telling our stories. And we believe that it's so vital that we share these wins with our community so that we can help spread the great word about their school district. And so, you know, Janet, the thing that I've learned about school communication is that there really is no ceiling. There's no such thing as a perfect spot. And once you improve to a new level, the customers, the parents, the employees, stakeholders, like they just demand and are hungry for more. And so as we are constantly chasing that bullseye of what best in class communication looks like, it's a game that all school districts need to play. And it's funny because as you think about it, like 10 years ago, to think about hiring a communications team could have been considered like luxurious spending uh, inside a school district. But today, if you don't have a communications expert on your staff, you're behind the curve in meeting the needs of today's families, today's students, and by the way, millennial employees. And so for our school district, communication like this has really become an absolute always action. And so for Estacada Schools, strong communication is a core pillar inside our strategic plan. And so we've made a commitment to that high quality communication and uh, we're measuring the impacts of this and the resources that we're putting into it. But it has been so fun to see this area grow. And it really is incredible work that is in fact making a big difference right now in our schools. Yeah, that's great. You know, and, and you're staying ahead of it, Ryan. You know, you're, it's proactive and staying ahead of it. So your communication is not from a problem as much as you're just staying constantly staying ahead of that. And you're right, those demands are high. When you do that, people expect that. And so it's like, okay, yes. I got to keep, you know, that energy builds. I know you much prefer to stay ahead of it than, than yes. being reacted to it. So Absolutely. let's talk a little bit about, you know, something specific. Recently, you've started a 60 second video series. So why did you do that? You know, who's your audience and what kind of information are you sharing in that video? This has been quite an endeavor, a fun challenge yet very intentional. So the super 60 seconds was not like a random decision because it was catchy or fun or flashy. We really started doing this because the data led us to do something like this. And as you know, we're a partner with Studer Education and together uh, as a team, we're working hard to establish an evidence-based framework to make system improvements inside our organization. And so in order to make these changes, our school district collects the voices of the community, the families, the students, employees, and makes intentional improvement strategies to make our school district the best place for students to learn, for teachers to teach, for employees to work and for parents to send their children. And, you know, so right now I'm actually shooting three weekly videos to different important groups of people. As you mentioned, the one that we're doing for parents is called Super 60 Seconds. And that basically means 60 seconds with the superintendent. We're also doing one called Keywords at Key Times, which is an evidence-based leadership always action that we're communicating only to our internal folks. And then this school year, we're also doing a twice a month video for all students, pre-K-12 called Fire Up. And, you know, I imagine, Janet, like right now, some of the superintendent listeners are saying right now, like three weekly videos, (laughs) no way do I have the time for that. But I'm here to tell you from my own experience, these three very 
strategic and focused communications have been so statistically successful, it has become one of the most effective uses of my time and has led to some very significant improvements in many different categories. So let's let's talk about the super 60 seconds. This is where it came from for us. In our parent satisfaction survey, one of the lowest scores was, and I quote, the superintendent makes decisions that are in the best interest of children and parents in the district. And Janet, on a five-point scale, uh, we scored a 3.72 out of five in that area, and only 26% of parents scored it a five out of five. Now talk about ouch, right? Like as the superintendent, like that's really hurtful information uh, to know. It was a punch in the gut to some extent. And now I know, now all kidding aside, because I'm not, you know, I know that I'm not intentionally making bad decisions. And so I knew that I needed to dig deeper here. What are the parents trying to tell me and our school district? And so we rolled these results out and asked very specific questions. And what we learned was incredible. First of all, I learned that the community didn't hate me, uh, nor, <laughs> nor did they think I was making bad decisions. But what they were really screaming for was more communication on the big decisions that were affecting their families. And so right now, you know, schools are changing so frequently across the state from mandates, safety protocols, quarantines, you name it. There's so much going on. And our parents were hungry to know what was going on and what their school district was doing about it. And so it was through this feedback that we created a weekly 60 second quick hitter for major actions that were happening inside our school district because they didn't have the time to listen to me ramble for five to 10 minutes. This had to be a very quick hitter. And I'm so pleased because right now we're receiving a little over 600 views per week. Wow. Uh, and for our families, that's incredible engagement, especially since we're, you know, finishing up the summer months and, and families are away from our schools. And in just 90 days, uh, Janet, this is the coolest part out of all of it. In just 90 days of a short cycle of improvement, we've grown that superintendent score by 0.15 and the percentage of families who scored us a five grew 12% in just 90 days. And so we're already seeing this meaningful movement from this very intentional stuff. And so again, I just, uh, I'm very pleased with it. And I, all three of these videos has been time well spent and the time we use spending putting out these fires, like think about it from a superintendent perspective. Like we spend so much time putting out fires uh, right now. We believe that this time is proactively communicating to all stakeholders within our organization and it's work. Yeah, that's great. And you know, Ryan, you said something really important because sometimes when we look at the survey feedback, you know, we take it as, well, people don't like us or they don't like the decision and it's personal to us. And I love what you said, you know, when I got out there, I realized, well, they didn't hate me. No, they're just giving us information that we have to dig a little bit deeper that's telling us something that we can act on, you know, to improve. And it really isn't, per you know, that's not personal right. to you. It's like just asking, you know, could you help do something a little bit better so we understand things, how that is so significant as a start for your, you know, to reflect on that, to act in a way that you did. So, you know, love that example. Just Thank love you. it. You know, so uh, you also recently started a podcast and it's called, I think, All In for Estacada Schools, That's right. where you fe feature several segments such as Question of the Day, Hot Topics, Ryan's Inbox, Fact or Fiction. So can you share a little bit about, about that with us and, you know, let our audience know what's going on with you there? 
Sure, absolutely. So more time and communications is ultimately what it is. But this podcast really was an adjustment, uh, a mid-cycle adjustment based on the feedback from our parents from the Super 60 Second. So most of our parents in general were like, thank you. This is a perfect 60 second quick hitter about what's going on. And that's all they really needed. But we had other parents who were uh, calling for an opportunity to dig deeper and to know a little bit more about the why and the decisions that we were making. And so we incorporated this podcast really as a direct result of parents' positive feedback and desire to know more about their school district, literally to to be all in with us and the tough decisions that we're making. And so this specific podcast is closer to 30 minutes and it digs intentionally deeper into the hot topics presented from the super 60 seconds. And so when it comes to the, the emails that you were talking about, I think it's important to know because superintendents get hundreds of emails each and every single day. And I think my ability to communicate the amount of information that is flowing in. I love talking about my response time because good response time is an essential service as well to our families. And it just gives me an opportunity to talk about additional hot topics. And I've used this as an opportunity instead of replying to 90 different people about the same thing. It's an opportunity for me to proactively give a response verbally uh, to some of the, the themes that are coming in. And the fact or fiction that you mentioned is actually my favorite one because it's an avid avenue for me to play a little defense and defend our school district and the great people doing great things inside of it on that big social media giant. And we all know that it can be at times a mean place with lots of people trying to tell our story for us, some of it good and some of it not good. And this has really been fun and a productive at the same time. And so again, the real why behind that fact or fiction section is really an opportunity to do a little myth busting and an opportunity for you know us to take potentially a statement that may have been written out of emotions and less of about the real truths that are going on. And it allows me to do a little bit of myth busting and our opportunity to tell our story. And in hopes as people listen to that, they can become myth busters for us and help try to work through those processes as we encounter uh, very hot political issues that are occurring right now inside our school district. So this one has been really fun and there's just no other avenues to play the social media game. So I've really enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah, what a great strategy. Again, I just think proactive and not reactive because the political issues are the issues that are out there where people are unhappy. They're going to come at you, you know, so you're either going to ignore them, respond in multiple ways, or you're going to get ahead of it um, and then broadcast it in a very transparent way. So in the long run, even though it's, it's your investing time, Ryan, I guarantee you, I would think that saves you time in the long run or, you know, a lot of heartache, you know, too, right? A headache and heartache probably there. So you've talked a little bit about some of the data that you've used to make the decisions. So since you've been implementing more communication channels to reach your communities, your stakeholders, what has their response been? You know, how does that YouTube channel and podcast benefit your employees and families? 
That's a great question. Well, and, and Janet, in yours and Quint Studer's book, Maximize Performance, you talk about the nine principles. And principle number two, which is measure the important things, or in other words, you value what you measure. And the Estacada School District is working strategically and intentionally to align its actions to that best-in-class school district that we all want to be. Um, and we want to make sure that our changes that we are making are actually improving our system and our organizational culture. And so, you know, we measure the impacts of these video communications every 30, 60, and 90 days to make sure that what we're doing is moving us towards the desired direction we all are aiming for. And so each time we measure and seek feedback about our intentional strategies, we're making adjustments to keep these improvements going. And the podcast from Super 60 Seconds is an example of how we've made adjustments based on the evidence. And so really at the end, we just want to make sure that our listeners uh, who, who are listening to this right now, who may have initially thought like, I don't have the time to shoot these weekly communications, I would ask back to you, what time are you spending on communication to your families, your employees, and your students? And how do you know if that is making a difference, either in the good direction or the bad direction? And whatever time you're spending into your leadership, make sure that you're measuring those actions. And it's really that measurement is the only honest friend that you'll have in this work. This is where you're going to get the true unedited reactions and feedback of the leadership and change work that you're doing in your culture. And so all of this is because of the data and it's leading us in this direction. Yeah. And that's the difference maker, Ryan. It's not just actions that you're taking, you know, to get something accomplished. It's actions that you're taking where you're looking at data that's coming in and determining is what I'm doing working, right? Is it working? And if it's not working, then let's do something different or change it or figure that out. And, you know, that's the, that's the question that sometimes we forget to ask. And that's kind of the badness that goes on. We just keep trying different things and we have no idea whether or not what we're doing and the energy we're expending is really making a difference. And what you're doing is embedding that in your DNA and your district's DNA each and every day. It's such a wonderful job, Ryan. And, um, you know, I know I've had the the chance to connect with you over the last several years and um, just want to turn it back to you a little bit. And as you've gone through these messages and building the communication and the measurement cycle to that, you know, how has that helped you, grow as, as a leader? Well, it's, uh, it's really been an incredible journey. And, and like I've mentioned before, you know, when I first took the role of superintendent, um, I kind of approached it more like a coach and, you know, everything kind of led through me and it was very top down. And I'll tell you in my opportunities, some of the greatest work that I feel like I've been a part of during this journey of building this evidence-based leadership framework um, is I feel like I'm more a part of a team. It has been so fun to watch the leaders inside our school district almost blossom like flowers as they become owners of the work. And and it's a, I'm just a part of of an organization right now that has a whole bunch of owners and people who collectively own the work and we're executing it together as a team. And I would just say that's been the most rewarding part of, of this process. And it's so interesting when you watch other school districts who are not doing this work, or you see different communications from outside sources. And as you watch, you know, different organizations pit other things in that we, they culture that you see so 
frequently. Like it's just so refreshing to be a part of an organization that owns it, that celebrates its victories and utilizes data to make the necessary changes towards its desired impact. So it's been a life-changing, this this work has been life-changing for me. And I just look forward to coming to work every day with my team in an effort to just make our school district better one day at a time. Yeah. And they wouldn't be there without you, Ryan, as the leader. A leader has to be driving that. So I know they're very appreciative of that. So as we close today, you know, I I like to close with this question as, as you're thinking about your colleagues and friends as superintendents, what advice do you have for them um, who may maybe think they don't have the time or technical savvy for video or podcast? And you've touched on a little bit, but you know, yeah. how do you how do you leave us with some advice for how do you, how do you really do this well? Well, the first thing I would say to your listeners is don't just create these communications because it sounds fun, it sounds like a good idea, or it sounds flashy. And also don't just do it because you heard that it's working for one specific school district. This is also, by the way, not about you, nor is it about me, uh, as I uh, put myself in uncomfortable positions with a camera in my face frequently. Remember that we chose this specific Esticada choice this specific action because it's what the data was telling us to do. We collected the voice. We asked our stakeholders to help us in creating action strategies for improvement. And the data was specifically about the superintendent and communications from the district. And so what you're seeing now is evidence of the execution of those strategies. And so to our listeners, before you start making systems improvements such as these, make sure that you have a foundation established to collect the voice. We in Estacada use multiple tools to collect the voice of our stakeholders and then measure those results both qualitatively and quantitatively And we rely on our great leadership partner, that's Studer Education, to help us with this very important improvement work. And so, you know, just know that improvement is messy and you have to be okay with that. I would challenge your listeners, Janet, to self-reflect on the time that they're spending on internal and external communication. What role do they play on their team when it comes to communication? And how do they know if the time that they're currently spending is making any impact at all? And what channels currently exist in their organization to collect the feedback to tell them that. But if you want to take a look at what we're doing firsthand, it's all available to you. Go on YouTube, find Esticada Schools, and you will see all of our video communications, except our keywords one. We keep that for internal use because that's for our internal employees. We have gone through a tremendous amount, and we have some like-minded leaders that we're getting tremendous help from when it comes from evidence-based leadership work. And and we love helping people too. So if you are interested in this, please reach out to us. We love this work and it, like I said, has changed our organization's life. And we were able to lean on a lot of school districts uh, who were like-minded to help us get to here. And if you're interested in this journey, we're happy to help as well. That's my advice, Janet. That's great. It's great advice. And you know, it's it's uh, one way that I know that things are working well for you. It's when we just got on today and informally said hello, asked how are you doing. You're so excited because this is your first day of school back with the kids when we're recording this, and the excitement that you have and uh, the energy just proves, Ryan, that the work that you all are doing and the team that you have 
you know, it's really making a difference for the kids and their families in your community and the broader community, I'm sure. So thank you so much for being with us today. Always a pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me today. It's always a pleasure to connect with Ryan. Just love to have the conversations with him. On Monday, September 27th episode, I highlighted how Ryan Carpenter is an example of an emotionally intelligent leader. As you heard today, it's important for the work that we do to serve others. Just appreciate that opportunity and look forward to hearing him at What's Right in Education on October 27th and 28th. Hope to see you all there too. So to learn more about our upcoming virtual events, like What's Right in Education and our leader roundtables, please visit studereducation.com slash events. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. Look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.